0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints. This is the Saints Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Here's your
1: host, Ryan O'Leary, and Saints Wire editor, John Siegler. Welcome to the brand new Saints Wire podcast. I'm Ryan O'Leary, joined as I will be each week by John Sigler, the managing editor of the Saints Wire website. John, football is back, man.
2: Man, I'm excited. It's been a long summer without football. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to get on the TV.
1: All right, this podcast is powered by the USA Today Network. We'll have fantasy football advice coming up a little bit later in the show from the huddle, as well as sports betting tips from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. But first, John, I think the major news coming out of Saints camp, and you've been writing about it, is the contract situation of running back Alvin Kamara. What's your take on teams ponying up at the running back position, like we've seen the Rams do a few years ago with Todd Gurley, Dallas, do last year with Zeke Elliott. I think Joe Mixon even got a nice deal with Cincinnati. Um, What's your take on this?
2: Yeah, you know, you've seen a lot of talk from the analytics crowd that running backs don't matter as much as they have before. I think that's kind of short-sighted, and you really have to take full context of the situation, especially for a player like Alvin Kamara, who has really been the, uh, you know, the number two receiving threat in New Orleans for the last three years. So teams are rewarding players who can play all three downs, and Kamara does that. In 2018, he was one of the NFL's most efficient goal backs. Uh, proving he can he can make plays as a runner. And we've seen what he can do as a receiver. You know, he, he's caught exactly 81 passes in each of his first three years in, in the league. Uh, one of my favorite stats, and it really shows just how dynamic of a weapon he is. So I fully expect the Saints to reward him for a contract. Uh, he, reward, he reported back to camp today. Uh, he practiced today. He had a long talk with Sean Payton for NFL Network and everything seems to be back on track, and I expect the contract to be worked out between both sides at some point later this week. That just seems to be the way things are trending.
1: Yes, yeah, so you have no problem committing big money to this position as long as you have the right guy, and it seems like Kamara is that guy for the Saints?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's the context is everything in a situation like this, and Kamara has proven he can produce in the Saints' cost uh, He's the best version of that pass-catching running back at the Saints have been searching for ever since Sean Payton took the job. You know, they've always had someone, whether it was Pierre Thomas or Darren Sproles or even Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. they've always been looking for someone who is a dynamic, versatile weapon who can move all over the field, run the full route tree, uh, and straight up run the football. And Kamara has done that, and I'm really eager to see what the numbers look like when the field gets finished.
1: Yeah, and assuming they get this Kamara situation under control, which it sounds like from you that's that's coming, uh, this offense could be scary with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Manny Sanders, right? He's in the mix now. And, uh, and this Traquan Smith looks like he's been ready to blow up the, the past couple of years. I mean, what do you think about this attack and what it's capable of?
2: Man, it's very exciting. This is just as loaded of an offense as I've ever seen the Saints put together. I mean, we you go back to the 2011 team, which most Saints fans agree is the high water mark, because you had Jimmy Graham and Darren Sproles in their heyday. You had Marcus Colson and you just, just had a plethora of weapons this year's squad looks like a throwback. You've got two stellar receivers between Michael Thomas and Emmanuel and Manny Sanders. You've got Jared Cook who broke out in a big way last year at tight end. Uh, Tamara, if we get this contract situation handled. He, he's in the fold. And, you know, you mentioned Traquan Smith as a guy. Traquan Smith has caught five touchdowns in each of his first two seasons. Uh, he, I believe he's only caught gosh, like 20 or 30 passes, but 10 of them have scored a touchdown. So, He's a great red zone weapon. He's someone who Drew Brees has a lot of faith in. And having someone like that as the fifth or sixth or even the seventh option in the passing game is a lot to write home about.
1: Now, I know that Drew Brees is never reminded of this, but he's in his 40s. He's 41. You know, no one ever reminds him of that. Uh, You've got Jameis Winston now in the mix. You've got Taysom Hill, who I know the Saints love and they use him in all kinds of different ways in the QB room. Uh, How do you think the Saints are going to deploy their QBs this season, especially with Brees and Hill?
2: Yeah, so barring an injury, Breeze should play a full 16-game uh, slate. Obviously, the Saints will prefer that to be 15 games, so he can rest uh, that, that, that final matchup like he's done the last two years. But, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure that Taysom is still going to move around the formation very often. He has stepped back on special teams, which is how he first got on the field within New Orleans. And I think that's going to continue to be the case now that he has a more prominent role as an actual quarterback. But I don't think we'll see him attempt very many passes this year. Probably not more than last season, whenever Breeze was was healthy in in the game. Um, But we should still see Taysom move all around the formation, you know? There was a sequence in the playoffs uh, back in January where he threw a pass downfield to Deontay Harris, and then he threw the lead block for Alvin Kamara on the touchdown run. So he's someone who can... Execute many different responsibilities in the playbook. I don't think the Saints want to limit his flexibility in any way.
1: So we got our fantasy segment coming up here. We talked about you know some of the big names on the Saints and obviously guys like Michael Thomas and, and Kamara are going to be on people's radars and they're going to be drafted probably in the first or second round of, of every draft out there. You know who, who are some guys that maybe are lesser known, uh, John on the Saints that people should be targeting. I know Jared Cook, he's still kind of a big name at tight end. You know who, Who's some sleepers from the Saints that people could uh, be targeting?
2: He's not a sleeper, but this is someone I really want to hammer the drumbeat on, and that's, the, that's Manny Sanders. Uh, I was looking at some projections yesterday. Some sites had him only catching 52 passes this season. I uh, saw one site had him as the 51st-ranked wide receiver in fantasy, and I found another projection that... Has him being, or his, his ADP right now is in rounds 8 through 12 uh, from, from some sites. And I think that's just a huge underselling of what he brings to the offense. Now, Michael Thomas has dominated uh, wide receiver targets and all targets, really, for, for the Saints the last few years. And we saw last season why. I mean, he's just an unguardable weapon. But Sanders is so much better than every other receiver the Saints have had across from him uh, since he joined the team, really that I just can't really put a ceiling on it. I mean, he could he could be a 1,000-yard receiver this year fairly easily if he gets the opportunities. So Sanders is, is available there in round 10, and afterwards, man, take a shot on him. I mean, he is just such a unique weapon from a route-running standpoint, and he's someone that Saints have not really been able to work with for years now. I mean, their number two receiver the last three years was Ted Ginn Jr., and no offense to chad jen but he's not really built to be the wide receiver two in a lot of teams so sanders is going to have so many opportunities and i really think that his um his low ranking in adp is a great opportunity for fantasy owners to make a splash late in their draft
1: that's john sigler bringing the knowledge we'll be right back on the saints wire podcast
3: fantasy football is
0: about proving that you are better than your friends Sit up, start startup These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends out a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com.
4: Corey with with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football do's and don'ts entering the final drafting weekend of 2020. Players I really like. Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. He's going in the sixth round on average with the fifth overall quarterback chosen. You can wait a little bit from the Lamar Jacksons and Patrick Mahomes of the world and still get very similar value. Running back Raheem Mostert had his contract squabble settled in the offseason, and he's ready to rock and roll in one of the best running back systems in football. Invest as an RB2 and consider him a steal if you get him as a third. Brandon Cooks is a well-traveled wide receiver who has shown he can produce immediately everywhere he goes. He heads to the Houston Texans to help replace DeAndre Hopkins as a group of wide receivers trying to come together, catching passes from the hand of Deshaun Watson. Another wide receiver I really like is Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The second-year receiver was able to make some noise as a rookie in 2019 with a hodgepodge of quarterbacks. Big Ben is back on the field healthy, ready to go. Johnson's going to have a superb year. And tight end Gronkowski, He doesn't come without risk, but he's healthy, he had the year off to get his body right, and he's the only player on this roster we can confidently say Tom Brady trusts explicitly. On the other side of the coin, Arizona Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake is going right around the end of the first round, early second round, and he's making fantasy owners invest a killing off of basically four or five games. There's just way too much risk involved there when you can find a safer player with as much upside a little bit later on. David Johnson is another running back. Now with the Houston Texans, it's been four seasons since we've seen anything special from him in fantasy football. The loss of Phillip Rivers at quarterback means to Taylor's the starter. I have zero confidence in his ability to consistently deliver a ball to Keenan Allen to keep him returning round five investment. For more fantasy football tips and advice, check out thehuddle.com, part of the USA Today Sports Network.
1: As far as
3: contract goes, I'm not concerned with contract talks at all. Like, I mean, me and my agent talked briefly about it, and I told him, I said, don't tell me anything about a contract when, until it's like something where it's happening or, you know, if, if it's something that I need to know. Other than that, like, I mean, if I was my old agent, then I will have everything to tell you guys about a contract, but I'm not. And. <laughs> I don't talk upstairs about contracts. I don't talk to coaches about
1: contracts. That was Saints running back Alvin Kamara dodging questions about his contract back on August 10th. Definitely, I think, the lead story at a Saints camp right now. John, I want to throw it back to you. I know you did kind of douse the flames on this story a little bit, but on the Saints wire, you did write about the Saints possibly exploring a trade of Kamara. If that were to happen, and I know we just have to play with it, let's play with the hypothetical that, man, that would be an absolute whopper what kind of return would the Saints be looking for for Kamara?
2: Man, I really don't buy into the trade uh, theory too too much. That just seems like the, your typical bargaining uh, media chip that teams throw around in these kind of negotiations. But, you know, just for the sake of the exercise, if the Saints were looking to move Alvin Kamara, they would be looking for a first-round pick in compensation. Uh, that was reported by The Athletic and a few other outlets on, t- on Tuesday. And, you know, Kamara is a great player at a very low cost. And any team that acquires him, yeah, they're going to have to pay a pretty hefty contract extension. But the, the Saints aren't going to move him just for the sake of it. And if, not, if they can't get an offer that they like, well, then he can just play play out his rookie deal and walk it next summer. Um, so I don't think the Saints are very motivated to move him. But, like, again, it would take a first-rounder to make that happen. Um as far as replacing him, they loved what Latavius Murray did last year when Kamara missed a few games with yeah. an injury. Uh, he had several, several hundred-yard rushing games. He had probably his best performance as a receiver in his career just because he wasn't used that often in previous stops with the Vikings and the Raiders. And he should, he really broke a lot of new ground as a player. And, you know, I think Murray is someone they're comfortable leaning on if they need to. But as far as... Uh, Kamara's unique role in the offense, especially as a route runner and a receiver. Ty Montgomery is someone who has flashed over and over and over again in Saints training camp. And he's someone who could really fill a lot of the, the roles that Kamara does. He can run a lot of the same routes. And he's done that before. He I mean he entered the NFL as a receiver before transitioning before transitioning to running back. And we could absolutely see them split up those those responsibilities a bit between Murray and Montgomery, I wouldn't anticipate them bringing in someone new if tomorrow were to be moved. But, I mean, again, to circle back, I just don't buy the this, this report that the Saints would be wanting to trade tomorrow. That that would definitely be a, a last resort or a blockbuster trade deal be, or trade package being put on their desk.
1: I think as you're as you're working through that, it just it just seems like they have layers and layers of players to throw at you, and I just <laughs> I just wouldn't want to be a defense trying to uh, defend the Saints this year. It seems like that's gonna to be tough, man. That's gonna be quite the show.
2: Yeah, it's exciting. You know, Sean Payton has always make, made the most out of the talent he's had to work with, and now we're entering a year where guys like Trey Colin Smith and Ty Montgomery are, you know, the eighth or ninth options on, on the offense. So it, it should be very exciting. Yeah, we're we're not too far off from Breeze leading that offense against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and he couldn't be happier to see it happen.
1: All right, coming up is one of my favorite parts of the show, where I pull out my uh, app, pull up some of the uh, futures bets for the Saints, see some of the over unders, and get John's expert opinion that maybe I could, you know, maybe I could one day prosper over. Who knows? Uh, we'll be right back on the uh, Saints Wire podcast.
0: <laughs> it's that time again for the Line of the Week the inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook
3: Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of Sportsbookwire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, and here's what you need to know about the season opener between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. The Super Bowl 54 champs are favored by 9.5 points, with the over-under set at 54.5. Both numbers have already been bet down since they were first released, along with the 2020 NFL schedule in mid-May. The Texans beat the Chiefs 31-24 in a Week 6 meeting last season. Seven of the Chiefs' 12 wins in 2019 came by at least 10 points. While the Texans lost three games by at least 10 last season, one of those was in Week 17 with QB AJ McCarron under center. I like the Texans to cover and keep it within nine. Tick the under as well on a number inflated by the hype of the season opener and a tantalizing quarterback matchup between Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Check out SportsbookWire.com for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe
1: to Podcast on
3: iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. All right, we're back with John Sigler and John Saints. 2020... Over, under for regular season wins. I got them at 10 and a half. Are you taking the over or the under on 10 and a half Saints wins? And what do you think about that line?
2: I think it's realistic. I think that's a good expectation to have. Uh, personally, I'm going to take the over on this one. Saints have won 13 games in back-to-back seasons for the first time in team history the last two years. They have just an outstanding roster from top to bottom. We were just talking about all the weapons on offense. Their defense has been has played a lot of games together. They've had DeMario Davis at linebacker, Cameron Jordan at defensive end. They've got Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore as day one starters all the way back in 2017, back in the secondary. The team has played a lot of games together. They've won a lot of games together. And I think that's really going to get them an edge, in this, especially in this season with COVID-19 having cut short practice time across the league. Uh, you're going to see a lot of first-year coaches, a lot of first-year quarterbacks maybe struggle a bit more than usual. Um, in, in this new environment, without the, the typical ramp up that they get with preseason and, and everything, and I think that's going to give veteran teams like the Saints a, a real edge. And you know, I don't, I don't think another twelve or thirteen wins is out of the question.
1: Yeah, I feel like it. I feel yeah. like it's like begging me to go over, and I just, uh, and, and that's when I stop myself and go, well, you know, what does Vegas know? You know what I mean? Like that just feels like it feels like an easy over for me. All right, so next week, I think we'll have something to talk about next week and dive into. Buccaneers, Saints, Tom Brady and the Bucs against Drew Brees in the Saints. What a week one matchup. My God, that's going to be fun. We're going to dive into that next week. I can't wait, man.
2: Well, it's going to be fireworks, man. I cannot wait to do a deep dive on it.
1: So good. That, he's John Sigler of the Saints Wire. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the Saints Wire podcast.
0: This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wires' Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.